Quicksilver, where we dig deep into the twists and turns of your life and career story. Where I coach a little and you reflect a little bit more. And then we trade gifts. In return for sharing your account and playing with my questions, I play back the very best version of your story that I can for you to use to boost your own self-confidence, to see yourself as never before, and to share with those that you need to convince. Welcome to Career Quicksilver. So this time on Career Quicksilver, we're welcoming Liliana Oyun, who is speaking to us from Turkey and who is from Romania by origin. And I'm very pleased to have her here. Thank you so much for joining us, Liliana. Thank you so much, Claire. It's a pleasure to be here and to chat with you. I always enjoy seeing you. Oh, that's very sweet of you. It's a great pleasure for me too. So let's get started. What I'm really interested in understanding is how you got started in thinking about what you would study and then what you might do afterwards, and then how you've made the major changes and what was driving those. You know, I'm a coach, so I don't like too much to, to talk. I prefer <laughs> listening and asking questions a little bit what you are doing now. But I will try to be concise and to give you, you my thoughts related to, to my career path. Thank you. Uh, so now I work as an executive coach, but I haven't started my career like that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm graduated from the University of Bucharest. I studied journalism and communication sciences, and I have a master in communication sciences. And when I took the decision to go into this field, it was a little bit of struggle in myself. So I wanted to study psychology, mm -hmm. but I was very young at that time. And I thought that there is a lot of responsibility that comes with being a psychologist. Mm -hmm. And at that age, I was thinking I cannot influence people's lives. So I, I, I was aware of that time also that I have good influencing skills. And I said, I don't want to do that. But it was something that really attracted me. I have always been attracted to understanding the human being. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that happens because of my upbringing and the family that I had in this life. So I wanted to understand people and I wanted psychology, but I decided no, I would go with communications. I was in my own language. I'm pretty articulated and I like words and communication. And I said, I will study journalism. And so I studied journalism and communication sciences. And um, I started working in a public relations company. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been there for 12 years. And at the beginning, what motivated me, so I, I would say my journey started from wanting to be the best in whatever I was doing. So that mm -hmm. was the trigger at that time. I wanted to be, I, I was not very aware of who I am as a person. I was very attracted by the external status, to put it like that, external success. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I was passionate about communication and I did that very well for 15 years. But while I started to discover myself as a person, I say I, would, I came back to what I wanted when I was very young, working mm -hmm. with people. And this is how I, 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 uh, I went to coaching. I worked for 15 years in a public relations and communication agency in Romania. It was one of the best. And I had a great career there. 
I was an account director and I was managing a team. And when I became a leader and I started to manage the team, I just realized it takes a lot of effort to have the same excellent results that I had when I was working by myself. And I understood that there is something with the team working that is not going well. And I went, I think it was 2008, um, to a team coaching training to mm -hmm. learn how to work better in the team. So this is how I went into coaching. And you know, because you are also a coach, the experience of coaching takes you into knowing yourself better. Indeed. And I just realized I, I, I was good. You know, we were working together in the group at doing that. Mm -hmm. And I was really enjoying. And I came back in the agency and I started to apply some of the things that I learned about co working in team. Mm -hmm. And they proved, you know, that they were working. I started to work less. And then I just became curious, very curious about coaching. And then I trained as a coach in individual coaching. And this is how it started. And I remember that I started coaching in 2009. And from 2009 till 2013, it was like a hobby. So mm -hmm. I, I was doing it, you know, in parallel yeah. with public relations. Yeah. And then it became a profession in 2013 because some of some big life experiences. I just made the switch. And from 2013, I have been coaching. And I think I will be doing this many more years from now on. <laughs> it's the best job in the world, isn't it? Yeah, for me, it's not just a job. I would say um, it's a way of being. Absolutely. Because it helps me learn about people. It helps, it helps me improve as a person. And this is what motivates me in this life, you know, becoming a better human, having more inner freedom. Uh, and with coaching, I feel I can work a lot also on myself. Absolutely. Because I have, you know, you, you have this process. opportunity to see so many lives and so many stories. And mm. it's impossible not to learn yourself from those experiences. That's very true. So very true. Thank you, Liliana. That's that's a beautiful story. And and I love hearing the motivations behind it. If you had to pick just one proudest thing in your career, what would it be? Wow. Tough question. You, you know, I, I was one of the best uh, in public relations. Mm -hmm. I, I would say on the, uh, if you think on the market, on the Romanian market, yep. and I had a lot of campaigns that I ran and there were like very big campaigns mm -hmm. with a lot of awareness, but I wouldn't choose that. Mm -hmm. um, I think what I want to choose is the way I develop the relationships with the people that I worked. I, I would say that is the, the, the best achievement. I think that even if I, I haven't spoken to some of the people I work with like for seven years, mm -hmm. because I have been here, if I call them today, it's like, you know, the time didn't pass. Yep. There is the same worm in the relationship. So I think I had this opportunity, I don't know, this ability to, I, I was able to build so strong relationship with. I will say the majority of people I have collaborated with that I can always call them and the relationship is the same. That, that is my biggest achievement, I would say. 
Beautiful. And I read uh, in some of the research I was doing about you on your website and elsewhere that you compare yourself to being a gardener, that you see the seeds of potential in people, whatever the relationship, and, and you're the one who brings the energy and the, the, the nurturing into that. And I think it's an absolutely beautiful image. Can you tell me a bit more about how you, how you reached that thinking? Yeah, so I think it's a little bit innate but I have developed that over the time. So I look for the light in a person. So when I speak with a person in general, I try to see you know, what does impress me, what is something that really attracts me in the way they are thinking and from their stories. So I look for the strengths. I think I, I am in a way focused to look like that. And I say that it's innate because I have had it before being trained as a coach. Mm -hmm. So one of the stories that comes up always in my mind, if you ask like the people that I, I have impacted, I have a neighbor, I had a neighbor in my home time, you know, a little town from Romania, the border with Bulgaria. And I remember that um, I went for the university in Bucharest. And then after five years, I had a conversation with her. Mm -hmm. And then she moved, you know, like she, um, anyway, she divorced, she moved from Romania abroad. And I met with her after seven years from when she moved. And she told me that, you know, we had that conversation when you came back home. And that conversation changed my life. You know, like wow. what you said to me, how you empowered me. And for me, it was, you know, I, I, I forgot, I didn't know about that conversation. Mm -hmm. It was nothing for me in the moment. And when I heard that story after so many years, you know, it was another confirmation. This is why I'm saying that it's in a way a little bit innate. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that also before becoming a coach when you are trained to see, you know, what people have valuable and to strengthen that. Um, so I, I don't know, did I answer your question? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, you did. Thank you. And that's a, that's a beautiful story. Tell me a little bit about when you were a little girl in that small village uh, near the border of Bulgaria. What were the things or what was the one thing that really got you excited, that made you so focused and so involved that you didn't notice time passing? Yeah, that is a little bit a difficult question for me because, mm -hmm. you know, I don't have memory since I was very little. Mm -hmm. My memory is what I can say now after um, I, I went through therapy and mm -hmm. I was a very lonely per, uh, girl when I was mm -hmm. little. This mm -hmm. is what I say. Our stories, you know, are our, also our families. Indeed. And um, in my family, there was a tragedy. My, my, my parents lost a child, mm -hmm. a son at four years old, four year old. Um, and, and I came after three years and practically I, I was raised by a, parents that were a little bit in depression for sure and, and I felt very very lonely while I was little and I think I I, I did everything possible to have their attention mm. and you know when it was not about me it was about them they, they were yeah. very lonely they didn't know how to handle such a big thing you know such a difficult, tragical life experience. Absolutely. And my memories, they have started to, so I remember things when I was in the second grade. Mm -hmm. And in a way, when I was noticed by two teachers, the mm -hmm. French teacher and the, the, the sports teacher, physic, yep. the physical exam. 
ice teacher. I don't know what they, what, what they uh, saw in me, mm-hmm. but I think that that attention, you know, that they gave me, I like it so much because I have never had attention, like quality attention from my parents in a way. And they did what they did, what they could do best, you know, with everything that they had. And, and because I wanted that attention, I just started to create a, a strategy, you know, I want to be the best, to keep having their attention. And this is how mm-hmm. I developed as a person, you know, like yeah. wanted to be the best, to have the, 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 the best grades. And, and I was like that. No, until I met again with, I, I met with coaching and I started a journey for purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so coming back to your question, yeah. I think attention, this is what attracted my attention to put mm-hmm. it like that. What excited me when I was little. Yeah. And then what excites me today and it has been like that for, I don't know, I would say 10 years. Now it's learning. Learning mm-hmm. the, on the topics that I'm interested in. Indeed. And I'm, I'm guessing also that in this seeking attention as a child, because you felt so deprived of it, I'm guessing that you probably weren't one of those children that sought attention by behaving badly. I'm guessing that what you did was was pursuit of learning, was pursuit of becoming even better, right? So yeah, it's actually you, interesting that it's it's shown up later in life in a different way and you're still pursuing that bettering, that thing that allows you to become the best or better, regardless of whose eyes that is in now. Yeah, so you are guessing perfectly. It was like that. So I started to to want it, as I said, to be the best. So not behaving badly, mm-hmm. but trying to to becoming better. But it was, you know, like it was very tiring because I was I was trying to be the best in everything. Yes, which is not possible, or it's possible because I I have always been the best, you know, in class or mm-hmm. at university. But it's very tiring. And you don't accumulate, you know, like you are just learning for learning. I don't know how to say it, mm-hmm. to have the grace. Well, but also once you're this... never allowing yourself the satisfaction of having got there because you're never there. Yes, you, you are again perfectly right. Yeah, and then when the switch came, you know, when I started mm-hmm. to discover myself as a person, what I like, who I what I like, this, that, that one made the, the, the switch for me. Mm-hmm. You just use that strategy because it's so old and it's so, I don't know, ingrained in who you are, but yeah. for a better purpose, mm. you enjoy it. So we see very clearly how strong elements of your childhood have been influencing and how you've been refining them through life, turning them from difficulty into purpose, which is an absolutely beautiful story. Thank you. I think we know part of the answer to this, but I want to ask you anyway, in your career, so in your adult life, what's been the biggest struggle for you? I would say the lack of confidence in myself. Hmm. Um, And I think this is not known by many people. Hmm. The people I have worked with, they they would say that I'm the most confident person uh, they have ever met. 
because I, I present myself as confident, but mm -hmm. I have always prepared a lot for everything that I have done, you know, as a communication consultant and today as a coach. Mm -hmm. But I think now, like, in a way, I was angry with myself for many years for having this lack of confidence. Today, I see it a little bit as a gift because this lack of confidence has helped me, you know, like grow in consciousness and become, I don't know, a better person, a kinder person. I can support the others better because I have this lack of confidence. But I am working toward, in a way, improving it. So mm -hmm. I, I would love, you know, like to be satisfied with myself and accept myself the way I am and say, okay, I don't need to, you know, like to to try to struggle anymore I, I'm not there maybe if we have a conversation in I don't know 30 years from now on <laughs> we'll be sitting on a I will be somewhere. there <laughs> um yes indeed I'm also thinking that maybe in the shift that you made from communication work to coaching you gave yourself an opportunity conscious or not to need less to be prepared. Coaching is an inherently trust in the process kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it took away from you the ability to be totally prepared because you can never be totally prepared or totally controlling of what happens in a, in a good coaching engagement. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that's true. You, you, you said one word that really resonated with me, you know, trust in the process. Mm. And I think that my journey, it's a journey also about trust, mm -hmm. about how to trust more, you know, the word life in general. And I just discovered, I am exploring uh, with this concept of trust, you know, sometimes I do it on first course. I don't prepare it at all for a session. Mm. I generally prepare somehow, you know, like, mm -hmm. but sometimes I don't do it. And I see that it, it goes very well. Yes. And that is another reinforcement, you know, like to trust more. Mm. Just to talk about coaching. So trusting yourself in the end, as well as the process, trusting that. Yeah. You and I think like trusting in general life, you mm. know, that, that there is an an order bigger than us you know, there is an order that you know and we have a, our place in this order of natural order for sure yeah for sure that's beautiful thank you Liliana I think I've got enough so here we are back with Liliana's beautiful story what most people know about Liliana is that she's a gardener the person who sees the potential of seeds buried far under the ground and who nurtures each client's potential with sunshine, rain and nutrients, whether she's coaching or making communication strategy. She sees the light in everyone. She's a sculptor, patiently ch helping her clients to chisel away towards the best version of themselves possible, seeing the potential and the actual beauty all around her. Working as a coach or as a communication advisor, she has a strong grip on understanding your business, its challenges and its opportunities, its culture and aspirations, and her immaculate preparation is of service to all. Liliana's reputation is one of being direct, honest, sincere, and empowering. She works in a way that allows for rapid and striking results, 
using gentleness, patience, and kindness beyond her incredible powers of intuition. She's warm, devoted, and humble. She has simply no sense of grandeur for herself, just allowing fellow human beings and the universe the opportunity to find and show theirs. She has a reputation for using her incredible talent for the use of metaphor, story, and other images. If you've not seen something in your mind in a different way after a few minutes with Liliana, then you probably really did have your eyes and mind closed. What most people don't know about Liliana is that she has long had a fear of imperfection, of not fitting in, for which she has typically made up by working even harder to fit in or to empathize with others in a way that maybe she didn't always receive in a comfortable way as a child. A lot of people don't know how much that proving herself to be the best has been the solution for Liliana, however imperfect have felt along the way. Being the best and getting the quality attention that she lacked and using it to improve herself. But it was tough to do it that way. She lacked trust in the world, in life, in her family environment, in her destiny in life. She's been pushing her way out of that situation and into the beautiful world around her ever since. Liliana has a deep need for success, for proving that her way works and that she's worthy of recognition. Along the way, she sometimes forgets about her immense gifts and her abilities. She has a need for feeling and empathy and connection. She will truly be with you when you work together, or even if you're just meeting for coffee for the first time. And she also had a, has a deep need for build, building bridges, for creating inclusion and comfort for others and for herself. This is related to a need for belonging, to being able to be reassured that she is giving what is needed to be successful. And this leads to incredibly high performance. There's also a need for learning and discovery, a constant journey of pleasure and excitement at new things and dimensions, evolving from the time when learning was never enough to get what she wanted. There's something really powerful about Liliana. She sees the beauty in the lines that are not straight. She sees the value of experience and insight as opposed to hurrying through life. She has the courage to show up with total vulnerability, to share her own stories in order to help others see how powerful theirs are. She also has a thirst for improvement and development, constantly taking steps to become a better person, a better professional, a better anything. There's something else about her. You know, one of her struggles is that her sensitivity is a double-edged sword. It allows her to listen completely and to ask incredibly deep questions, but it also exposes her to painful self-questioning, often leading to feeling bad as well as feeling fulfilled. Loneliness has been a shadow in her life too, feeling not connected to others, but of course that has led her to work even harder at building bridges and succeeding beautifully doing so. What's also amazing is how her imagination seems to know no bounds so that she'll always be able to encourage you to envision the journey you need to go on to grow. It's no surprise that her clients love her and feel connected to her and come back again and again and again. And also that her use of imagery is so powerful that alongside her gentle soul, people are left both speechless and full of new ideas. Intensity is her natural way and she brings it to us all. So here's what I know. If you're looking for someone who's going to listen and make you feel totally heard, someone who will find exactly the right image to help you see yourself and life differently, 
and more poignantly, who will not shrink away from the truth and will say it like it is, but with a delicate touch. Someone who will be constantly working on herself in order to serve you more powerfully. Someone who will be using an open mind and an open heart to seek out the most beautiful outcomes for all. Then you need to give Liliana a call. I, I don't know, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are so good. You know, I, I, I would say that it's such a beautiful story. <laughs> it's your story. You're the one who makes it beautiful. Yeah, so I was really touched, really, really touched. You, you have a gift for, I don't know, for for writing. It's incredible the story that you created in five minutes, five minutes. I don't know how, how, how you were able to do something like that. It would be crazy for me not to prepare a little bit for this. But in the end, what you bring at the time is is what crystallizes it all. And and reminds me and everybody who listens what, what an amazing story you have and how you have transformed all of your pain and all of your, all of your trials and all of your, your hard work into something quite extraordinary. And you need Thank to Thank you so much, Claire. <laughs> it's a real pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for playing so openly and, and for sharing so beautifully. Thank you so much, Claire. You, you made welcome. my day. Oh, thank you. That's that's a beautiful thing to say. Well, we will we will talk again soon. And in the meantime, I thank you for being here. Bye bye. Same for you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. I do hope that today's story and the work we've done around it have inspired you in some way. If you would like to be a guest at some point in the future on this podcast, then please send me a message telling you why you think that would be a great idea. You can send that to claire at claireharbour.com and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks once again for listening and see you soon.